I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Here we are, everyone, back with another episode of Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis Ellis, joined by Julio Gallarotti. Yeah, baby. How are you? Dude, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. That was a nice... Uh, here we go. That was this quite is, nice. Yeah, we're, we're ready to rip here today. Um, lots to talk about. Lots to pee, unpack baby. on uh, OTP, <laughs> yeah, as they say. We are without Kojai this week. He has been taken um, for a little camp with uh, Sierra's mom. Has reclaimed him for a couple weeks, so the house is bereft. <laughs> and empty and cold. We're also without Chris. Chris has um, stomach bug, a tapeworm, or something. <laughs> something like that. He does that. not have a tapeworm. No tapeworm. <laughs> no. He's just. I think he's just sick. <laughs> he's sick as a dog, and so we miss him. Thoughts and peas to Chris, our boy Ryan, filling in. We got the young-faced Ryan, <laughs> the nubile, the gleaming, the glistening, the hairless Ryan. <laughs> on on the ones and twos ryan feel free to jump in at any point uh but if you talk too much you're gonna get a spanking <laughs> thank you all right so here's the deal um julio i i was thinking this you know last night because um was, i like to to kid with my fiance about uh sort of if i were to let myself go you know, would she still love me? How how much weight could I gain? Because I said to her, and I I, I think I've told you this before that I, I went and lifted weights yesterday, and while I was lifting weights, I was like, why am I even doing this? What is the point of this? Let me just say, this is a great fucking topic. What is the point? Out of the gate with fire, me dude. Lifting weights. Um, what is the point other than to satisfy my own vanity? So, dude, I think that there's a lot, like, it's important to stay competitive. You know what I mean? Like, you and your girl got together, and you cultivated this relationship based on certain things. If you were to just change those things, it's now a different thing. You know what I mean? But, but then I asked her, you know, would you care if I stopped lifting weights? And she said, she was like, well, I like, I like that you're strong. I like that you're in shape. You know, that mm-hmm. it's nice. It's a turn on. I'm more attracted to you as a result. I said, yeah, but now that we're engaged and we're going to get married, if I completely stopped working out and gained some weight, you wouldn't leave me, right? She was like, not at all. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got sick, if all these things, you know, she went so far beyond what I had proposed might happen right. that it made me realize there's really no <laughs> basement. There's no bottom that there's no rock bottom for which she would leave me. Dude, I, I really think though it's a trap to sort of to sort of rest on your laurels. Am I using that properly? Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's important to stay competitive, man. It's important to to because it's it's just more fun that way. You're just gonna you're just gonna throw it in, throw in the towel, and then fucking dude, I'm sounding like Brent right now. <laughs> Resting on your laurels, throwing the towel. <laughs> 
I'm not I'm not going to throw in the towel, but I could. You could. And knowing yeah. that I could is makes me wonder why the hell I'm doing it. So I really don't I don't know that you could. Now granted she wouldn't leave me. No, yeah, if she says that now, but you don't know. I'm People pretty confident stuff. she wouldn't leave me. Maybe she wouldn't. And I, and I'm I'm assuming she wouldn't also. But like you don't really know, dude. You don't know what's going to happen. And granted like you cooling off 50% You'd still be in better shape than pretty much everybody you know, I'm sure. Um, so I think you have some room there if you wanted to kind of like dial it down or if you but have I some don't, nagging injuries. Or, you know, you, 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 make, you make the point, which is it's important to stay competitive. I think that another way of saying that in my mind is that uh, I'm, I'm maintaining youth, right? You're staying, uh, you're staying together as long, young or, or healthy as long as you can. Yeah, yeah. I realize, and I've said this before on the podcast, I realize that at this point in my life, my body is on the, down, on the downward slope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything, I'm decomposing from this point forward. Right. I've passed my peak and um, you know, everything from here on is a, is a clinging, we are clinging to youth, to the last slivers of sunlight even though very cynical there is very much the the sun has set on my on my health and my youth i i just don't i don't see it that way i i get that like your peak physical form may be more and more difficult to achieve but it doesn't mean that you are you have declined maybe you are slowly declining but we are always slowly declining Mm, depending on how you look at it no you're gonna die right so therefore you are always declining um you have less life to live yeah but than you did but, yesterday okay but hold on a second right from your your youngest age you're growing right and you reach the top of your height and then you can still sort of change your body and build muscle right. and you're still dying though. you know well because because you're just hmm. look you're looking at it in a very like big picture way so like for some reason, I don't. I don't think I'm dying when I'm 24. I know I don't either. But like the same way that I don't. Now think I think I'm I don't, dying. Yeah, but I don't think you're declining as a. What are you? 32 years 32, old. 32. I'm dying. You're now. not declining. I don't see you as declining. I re- most people argue that the 30s are the best time in a man's life, and I worry for you that you're not going to enjoy them because you have this like false sense that you're declining. When in reality, you've hit your stride as a man. You're, you have you have exciting milestones ahead of you. You're you're engaged. You're going to get married. You're going to have kids. Let's let's make the red wine comparison, right? Mm-hmm. I I recall an an old girlfriend. Her dad had a an incredible, enviable collection of wines, which he had inherited upon the passing of a friend. But most of these wines were already past their prime, and so he would take out you know 1975 chateau margots or lafitte rothschilds or whatever <laughs> is that a real one well, yeah yeah lafitte yeah. rothschilds right, that's it and and um <laughs> he would we would drink them almost almost out of duty oh you're like this one's on, this one's on its last legs he, he well no he would say that they they had they had passed their prime so now we were out of the strike zone, and, and we, we had to drink them anyway. They were just going to get worse from this point got on. Got it, got it. And I think that that's true of me, too. I'm just, <laughs> I, unless I got hired for a movie where they assigned a personal trainer and then a chef 
to pre-cook meals. And a and, security guard to keep was, you in your room at yeah. the end of the night. And there was oversight. I would need that, dude. And all kinds of science going into <laughs> maximizing my body for the sake of this $100 million budget mm-hmm. film. Um, and, and by the way, if that were what, what happened, that's all, that's all false. Like, that's fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are artificial means of delaying the the dying process right right which is why i see a guy like mark Wahlberg. when i see his schedule i'm like dude your life sucks ass yeah dude and let me here i have a little good anecdote about this uh i think the actor is alexander skarsgård yeah he he did he play tarzan or something yes Mm -hmm. okay so he was staying with a friend of mine uh him and his wife and he was he was in training for whatever fucking movie he was doing super ripped for that so dude he had to bring all his own food with him to the house and then he would eat at like 5 p.m. And then he would like go to dinner with them and like not be able to eat anything and like go to, had to go to bed early and shit. And like the only way that's acceptable behavior is if you're like the leading man in a if movie. If you're being paid 10, or else, 10, 20 million for it. Or else everybody hates you. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> is no, crazy. It, is a, it is not a, a socially viable lifestyle mm-hmm. in, in no means. But typically those people are only doing that for, I don't know, at six months to at most a year, right? Right, right, right. And so I would absolutely do that for some astronomical amount of money. But back to the aging thing, right? I guess my question that I came up with was, um, you know, what's the tipping point? You think that there is potentially a point at which she might leave me. Yeah, I mean, not like no, but dude. So I, I, I want to talk more about this too after, after, because there's good, good stuff here. Ryan, can you remember if I don't about the fuck were we talking about? About oh, the idea of like peaking and stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I real, and I don't think she's gonna leave you. I think you're too strong of a candidate across the board for for your physical decline to make her want to leave you. You know what I mean? So like, if you were to let it go physically, I think you're completely fine. However. I do think that I would love you no matter what, sweetie, is like way easier to say than it is to execute in practice. You can't help, like we're fucking animals, dude. Like you can't help it if like your partner's like if disgusts you. And granted, like, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a big spectrum. You know what I mean? Like if my girl were to get big or little, like I would f- of course still love her. You know what I mean? But you have to be realistic too. And I actually have a couple friends who it's refreshing to hear them be like, I told him, like, if he let it go, like, I would check him and be like, you need to get it together because you look like shit. Mm-hmm. This isn't the guy I married. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, re- that's, that's at least fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. The same way I love you. I think there's a healthy medium of those two schools of thought. They don't need to be so extreme. Yeah. You're, yeah. It, it's nice to encourage each other to sort of keep each other in line. All Continue of that. to live your best lives. But on a very sort of... <laughs> practical level i guess uh, let me ask you this Mm -hmm. is there an amount that hillary could let herself go where you would just say i i cannot do this anymore it's over so this is what i would i would say is that being who she is she would have to change as a person in order for that to happen what a lovely answer you know what i mean what a lovely answer No, no 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 but 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 it, it, it may be, but it's also can potentially be sort of seen as not being so lovely because in order for her to let her let go of herself, it would mean that her life, like she is different now as a person. 
and her just looking absolutely terrible, and she would have to look absolutely terrible, is some reflection of her changing and becoming a sh- like it's, a shittier It's person. a consequence of something that happened to her. All right, so so let's let's say this. Let's say this. Well, maybe it's nothing, but if something happened to her, I maybe would have more uh, that that sympathy. something happened that changed who she is. Right. I know we bitch a lot. Well, I guess I specifically bitch a lot about my teeth on this podcast, mm. and uh, I feel like as I get older, teeth become more and more of a stressful thing. That's why I'm very grateful for the technology of the Quip toothbrush. Oh, it's the best. It's really good, dude. I love this toothbrush. Two of my problems are that I don't brush for long enough and I brush too hard. And Quip has sort of like a vibration system that can alert you of both of those things. That you're A, brushing too hard and it has there's like a, a vibration timer thing that lets you know that you've brushed for long it enough. Keeps, it keeps guys like Julio honest and they need it. We need it. Some guys need their hands held through the teeth brushing process. <laughs> Well, did you do you have any challenges with tooth tooth stuff? You know, I think for me, um, yeah, it's it's getting to the end of what is actually the allotted amount of time because a lot of the time you'll be have been brushing for like whatever, you know, a minute or so, and you say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I'm gonna get <laughs> on with my life. I've brushed long enough. Wrong. <laughs> well, the the quip is also sexy. The lightweight, sleek design, no mm. wires or bulky charger, any of that stuff, uh, and they give you a nice travel cover that can double as a mirror mount for less clutter and all that stuff uh and they also have a bunch of other cool products anti-cavity toothpaste floss um it's all it's all good stuff yeah if you go to getquip.com slash oops right now you'll get your first refill free that's your first refill free at getquip.com slash oops g-e-t-q-u-i-p.com slash oops quip the good habits company I got to tell you, I, I, I have been so impressed um, over the past two weeks with two uh, things that were made in America that I, I can't oh, fully agree with you on this point. Do, is Dune one of them? Dune blew my mind. Did, so, okay. I was so impressed with Dune. I had no context. I went in with no context. I didn't know. I'd never read the book. I never saw the original. I was totally, I only had what you had said, which is mm-hmm. like, man, Star Wars took some from this. From the start of that movie to the end, I was just transfixed. I was transfixed by what I was watching, and I didn't expect that because movies have not held my attention lately. Yeah. And this movie, I was enraptured. From the, very, from the get. My God. Every aspect of it. You know, the, the whole, the Bene Gesserit talking in the voice. Yeah, that was cool. I thought that was. I like cool. didn't really understand that until finally. I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah. until they got themselves out of a sticky situation. And then, of course, how well do you follow the story? Do you well, you I did. I did okay um, because I watched it with subtitles, which is a real catch twenty two because the visuals are so uh, breathtaking that to have them polluted with the subtitles at the bottom half of the screen is is definitely not fun. You know, you're watching this like incredible spaceship loom out of space and then there's like white text that says like <laughs> pensive music playing you're like god damn it we didn't need that come on well i actually think they should have subtitles this is <laughs> i wonder if they should have subtitles for people who are truly hearing impaired that include you know pensive music playing whatever oh. but then also ones where it's like i just can't really follow what's happening in this movie 
unless I'm reading some of the text and right. they should have it for that. That's interesting. Because yeah, the sound effects are kind of unnecessary. Yeah. So dude, a couple thoughts. So it's funny because when you said that to me, I watched it with subtitles. I was like, holy shit, I should have done that. Yeah. And I texted Hillary being like, we should have watched Doom with subtitles. She goes, we did. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I guess we did. Dude, I, I don't know. Maybe I just like, I, I was having trouble getting past all the like fictional languages, fictional races, fictional. Yeah. I was just like, this is a lot. And like, I'm sure for people who read the book, this is a much easier thing. Uh, it seems like it's going to be a series. Well, they'll definitely do a, a part two. I think. I think the book um, they announced that yesterday. Yeah, okay. they're, they're, this was all meant. He took the book, unlike the one that was made in the 1970s. I think that they, which was by the way, a movie that covered kind of the whole the book, whole thing, right? Yeah, they did what Harry Potter Part Seven did and broke it into two it, two it, movies. Got it, got it, got it to allow themselves a little bit more uh, leg room, mm -hmm. so to speak. And I thought it just really worked for me. Jason Momoa mm -hmm. is in it. So Aquaman. who is that? Well, the reason that I bring him up, because, have I told dude, you the story about the time that he mistook me for someone important? No, but, but quickly, I want to hear this story. When we were watching the movie, Hillary goes, oh, Jason Momoa. I'm like, where the fuck have I been? Everybody knows who this guy it's is. It's called Drago from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I didn't even recognize him. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Okay, anyway, yeah. so, so what happened with the Jason Momoa? Okay, so when I went to Sundance Film Festival in, I don't even know, probably 2000. 14 ish uh i went with some friends who were from la and they would go every year just as kind of strap hangers they mm -hmm. weren't in the industry but they would go and party and at sundance you know you ski you go to movies whatever there's a ton of you know film industry people there and every night there's one party that everyone really wants to go to which is the tau pop-up nightclub that they have in a parking garage oh, that's cool. where they've converted kind of a floor of it into a nightclub and it's all the drinks are free there's no you don't pay for drinks everything there you just you're like i want a vodka on the rocks and it's a nightclub and there's a dj like it's small it's it's not crazy big outcast came and performed cool. rick ross was there every table along these little booths or whatever is a different celebrity i mean you know name your guy they're there and and i'm in this nightclub bopping around nobody you know nobody knows who i am somehow we got in we like <laughs> i think we like snuck in through the porta potty line or something we, we were <laughs> through concocting P all kinds of bullshit ways to get in yeah. climbed up snuck in through p2 yeah exactly <laughs> i mean it was nuts and but somehow every night we were we were resourceful enough to get in and we um this night 
uh, I, I, fucking Jason Momoa is sitting in his booth. I didn't really know him other than as Khal Drogo. And uh, one of his buddies like tapped me on the arm as I was like walking by and he was like, hey, come sit with us for a bit. And Jason Momoa is, first of all, he's like 6'4 and super jacked. And Dothraki. Yeah. So he is the, as uh, impressive in person as he looks on screen. Is he? What is his ethnicity? Might be Samoan. I fe- I thought that too, but then I was like Momoa and Samoa rhyming. Is it like could two. just be that we're. I doing wonder that. if that's what it yeah. is. But he can we get he's on sitting tonight? on the back ledge of his of his booth in the nightclub. What where is he from? He's from Hawaii. Okay, okay. he's American. Similar yeah. um, Pacific Islander. So, yeah. uh, we're, we're sitting on the back. You know, the, his booth faces out, and then he's in the center, sitting up on the ledge of the booth. You know. Mm-hmm. And then there's like four or five people the power move crowding into the booth around him on the on the ledge. And he's got buckets of Corona and all this. And his buddy's like, come here, come here. And Jason Momoa points to the spot next to him and goes, come here. And I have to like climb over people and they scooch to let me sit next to him. Oh, my God. And he hands me a beer from a bucket of beers. He's like pointing things out. <laughs> and we start talking and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And we're talking about nothing in general, you know, just like the nightclub and being at Sundance. And some girl came by and like stopped in front of his table and started, you know, kind of bothering him a little. Mm-hmm. But he's being very nice. But she was very clearly like had no purpose other than wanted to just talk to him because yeah. he's a celebrity. And and he's like talking to me being like, isn't this annoying? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, I hate dude. this, you know, whatever. Meanwhile, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I, I'm there for probably 45 minutes and we're just talking about nothing. And then eventually like I, I, I don't even know what happened. I, I think I got up and was like, all right, I'm going to go find my friends or something. <laughs> nice to meet you. Shook hands with them all. Walked away. Where are you going, dude? Come back. Like, yeah. The, come back, man. The next day we go to brunch. <laughs> have I, are you sure I haven't told you? You this have story? definitely never told us. Okay. We go to brunch. My friends and I go to brunch at the Stein Erickson hotel uh, in Deer Valley. I've stayed there before. It's yeah. Sick. It's really nice. <laughs> And we're in the buffet line, and sure enough, there is uh, Jason Momoa and his you know group of friends or his entourage, and um, one of the guys, in fact, the guy who had tapped me on the shoulder and brought me over, is it behind me in the brunch line? So you have you still had no idea? No idea. This is fucking great. <clears throat> and I I turned to him and I was like, Hey, good to see you guys again. He was like, Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, You know, I'm just curious, like why were you guys so nice to me last night? And he goes, to be honest, I thought you were this famous publicist (laughs) from Hollywood. And he like named the guy or whatever. He was like, and we really wanted you. We've been trying to talk to this guy for a while and you look just like him. And we wanted you to come like get to know us and potentially work with us. Five minutes into you sitting there, we realized you weren't that guy. But Jason was like, ah, this guy's nice enough. And we thought you were cool. So we let you stay. And Good I was you, like, man. that's the best. That's the goal. Thing that's ever happened to me. That's the goal, man. And since then, I have watched as this guy's career has absolutely exploded. Yeah. You know, he's a leading man in Hollywood. Yeah. How, and how he, sick was he in Dune? Dude, he was awesome. And he easily could have just been like the Dothraki guy who never did anything. Yeah. And he has like a huge, he's the man now. He's the man. Apparently. Um, You know, he's in those Justice League movies. He was in a great movie 
I can't even remember what it was called, where basically his family is like under siege by these bad guys. Mm, but he, Robin or Rackin or something like that. It's great. Um, and, you know, this story, this story ends where one time, month, a couple months later, I was in the Lower East Side having brunch at the meatball shop with a buddy mm-hmm. of mine and this girl he was seeing. And we're sitting near the window. It was in the winter. And I, uh, it must have been like March or something. And I see Jason Momoa and the same guy, who's, by the way, I think his manager, but also his yeah. friend. It's like a friend manager. Love it. Walk by on the street. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I get out of the table. I run outside and chase them down at a stoplight. And I'm like, Jason, hey. And they turn and look at me. And they're like, there's no, there's nothing registering on their face. Wow. And I'm like, we met at uh, Sundance. Nothing. And I'm wow. like, you mistook me for that publicist, remember? Nothing. Wow. And they're like, nice to meet you. Good to see you again. I'm like, what are you doing in New York? And they're like, ah, we're just here, you know, for a couple of days. I'm like, anyway, all right, good to see you. And I had no, nothing. I, I did not register on their lives, in their memory at all. I was Damn. an absolute nothing to them dude that is crazy (laughs) and it was just like it was as if it was like the reverse cycle of a monarch butterfly where they had you were being so cool pronounced me as this beautiful winged creature of import and circumstance (laughs) and only to shove me back into this chrysalis of (laughs) irrelevance and uh reminding me completely of my place in life so uh you know i went back to crawling around as a caterpillar Dude, damn! I want, dude. There's a lot to unpack here, as you would say, and I would like to go there. But I, I, I'm noticing a little bit of a trend here, and I imagine that being able to scale the side of the parking garage, sneak in, and yet perfectly fit it into the party, and after a Sunday brunch where you're dressed to the nines, being able to then sprint down the block and interrupt a celebrity from living his life. You must have been wearing your bird dogs. You know I was. You know I was. Absolutely. Even back then, even back then when I was, uh, you know, kind of like a budding celebrity uh, cruising around the, the nightlife of, uh, you know, the, the Sundance Film Festival, I was wearing my bird dogs. I knew I knew who I was. Dude, versatile and able to help you blend in in any situation. They're great pants. Our They're great product. shorts. I'm wearing them right now. Got the shorts on. But uh, what they're doing with their products, I can't recommend it enough. Their joggers are super sick. The pants for me are perfect for golf, for fall golf especially. You can wear them almost as like a dressier pant, uh, just a lifestyle pant. It's it's fantastic. The shorts double as a bathing suit. That's right. Go to birddogs.com, use promo code OOPS, and you'll get a whistling football from your youth that you may remember. (laughs) Use it now. Promo code OOPS, birddogs.com. Dude, so I'm wondering, as far as being a celebrity goes, and I think about this all the time because I just think about the way that different people act, and I'm like, ah, I wish I understood that, and then I try to. And as far as this goes, them not remembering you at all. Think about how many people they meet every single day where that was a memorable interaction for that person. Yeah. And it was not for them. Right. Now, granted, your story was pretty memorable still. That's funny. Like, I don't think I would forget me thinking a guy was somebody, him sitting, us liking him, and then somehow that being flushed out the next day. That's hilarious. There needed it's like to an entourage be, episode. I know. Plot I, line. I literally. think there needed to be, I was clo- I was probably close. To being memorable? But something insane would have needed to have happened. Like I would have needed to have gone back to their, you know, lodge or whatever with them and then had a had a night of, yeah. you know, where something crazy happened. I, I, I don't know exactly. I just, there wasn't 
enough meat on the bone. Right. And it's crazy. And it's also funny because I was about to kind of applaud you for having sort of acted like you had been there, so to speak. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of temptation to kind of like fuck that situation up and then be like, oh, it's not the guy, but he's not chill. You could have easily done that. And I think there's a difference between acting like you've been there in like acting like you're the same as the celebrity. I mm -hmm. think it's okay to sort of be, you know, earnest and sincere about thinking it's cool without being a tool bag and without being a clinger and being a tryhard. And you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a balance that you had initially achieved and then completely. I think, I think <laughs> my, I think my mindset, if, if <laughs> believe it or not, I, this sort of thing used to happen to me. Not not necessarily being, being mistaken, mistaken but, oh. but finding myself talking to celebrities. Yeah. Um used to happen to me uh more often. I don't even know why exactly. I think I was just going out a lot and you know, kind of faking it till I made it. Mm -hmm. Um I was a little bit of a I don't want to say social climber because I wasn't getting anything from these people. It wasn't elevating my status, but you know, there's just these one-off interactions with like Leonardo DiCaprio and mm -hmm. Tiesto. I met, I met some crazy people, but, um, my mentality was typically like the, the less that I say, the less I will reveal that I don't belong here. You're right. 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 That's, you I know, think that's a fair keeping my head down and keeping quiet ish will, will preserve the mystery Mm -hmm. which might make people just assume oh he belongs there's he's done something or he, he there's yeah. there's a reason why and it, it's dude it's, it's such a mind fuck because like to pretend that this person isn't somehow different because they're so well known is wrong it's incorrect there's no way to and the more that you try the more that you, it just ends up being like a butterfly effect like for example i'm not going to engage this person because i know how how famous they are and I'm not going to act like they are to make it normal. But then you're not engaging them like you normally would by doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's such a one thing that I have in the past have like found myself an impulse that I have, which is an incorrect impulse, uh, is to like give advice, somehow like provide value in a like, okay, one time I've done that. What's the guy's name? Jeremy Renner? Is that yeah, his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm at Hawkeye. I'm at this fucking Hollywood party, right? And he's there at the party. And we find ourselves outside. We're smoking cigs next to the fire, right? Yeah. And I start kind of chopping You're the it up. Same way. This is this is exactly what I'm talking exactly, about. Yeah. I start chopping it up with him, and he's telling me he's going to Brazil. And I start like giving him advice about Brazil. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? But I, I want to talk to this guy. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I know this guy. I literally just saw him in some movie that I really liked. Probably, you know what I mean? Like at the time too. I think he was like the man. And I'm like, oh yeah, like. I forget what the fuck I said, but I'm sure that whatever, and he was kind of nodding his head at me like, yeah, man. But like, otherwise I wouldn't be talking to him, but I want to mm -hmm. talk to him. So how do you talk to him? It's you know tricky. I mean? It's tricky. Cause you, you fear that asking him too many questions about himself will make him think that you're prying or that you're over curious. Dude, totally. But then you're worried that if you talk too much, that he's just bored and not, you know, it's, it's so easy to second guess yourself when you're speaking to a, a celebrity um i don't know what that balance is i don't either i really don't it's it's it dude it, it's yeah i think the 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 move is to just like be sincere and don't be annoying 
if you can care if you can accomplish those two things yeah you're probably doing a good job yeah that's fair you know and yeah and dude this was like it was i don't know it's funny you like end up in a situation like you say oh it really is like this like you said it's like some celebrity hosting a house party and there's all these celebs there Mm -hmm. and someone's like you want to come and you're like oh i sort of understand why in la you can kind of like you can trick yourself into thinking you're being productive because you're like in a place where you're standing next to somebody famous. Yeah. All I'd say to anybody who's drinking that Kool-Aid, look at any picture of any famous person and there's like six people who you have no fucking idea who they are and those people think the same thing and they're wrong. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right. Make your own way out there, dude. Yeah, totally you know? agree. Totally agree. So funny. Um. Okay, last thing I want to get back to is I wanted to push you a little farther on the, um, the question of you know, because of, of, of if Hillary let herself go <laughs> so much, what you know, because because, yes, you have the conversation and you say you're you're changing and I don't think it's good. And she's she promises to make major changes in her lifestyle and get her, you know, start showering again and all of that. <laughs> but she doesn't mm. and dives deeper and deeper into the pork rinds and the Frito-Lay. Into the husk. Yeah, just <laughs> Cheeto dust in her fingernails, all of that. <laughs> At what is there, is there a moment where you just say, I can't take this anymore? Listen, it's poss- It's certainly possible. You know what I mean? And then are you the asshole for giving up? Dude, listen, at the end of the day, when you break up with somebody, there's going to be a way to spin it where you're an asshole, but it takes two to tango. A relationship is not a I make you happy. It's not called an I make you happy. Mm-hmm. It's we make each other happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if one person isn't happy in the relationship, the relationship shouldn't continue. Mm-hmm. And I don't foresee that coming, but you know, what about you, dude? What do you how do you feel? Yeah, about I think this? there would be a I think there'd be a tipping point. Mm-hmm. And I I mean a literal tipping point. Like for me, if we were on a seesaw and <laughs> I could not get back down to the ground, I think that would probably be the moment to you know, to leave just because I'm 210 pounds. I'm trying to think what she would look like at 210 pounds because she's only, you know, five, seven. I mean, there's just no amount of muscle she could put on to fill out whatever, another 70, 80, 90 pounds from Mm -hmm. where she's at Mm -hmm. where I wouldn't be either terrified. You know what I mean? It would have to be weight. And I just think, I don't know. So, dude, I want to I want to give a, a little asterisk here. Like, this isn't like I I don't want it to seem like we are shaming people who are no overweight. Like, like people come in all different shapes and sizes. Um, you know, yeah, being overweight doesn't make a person not attractive or whatever. It's just, uh, it's more. I think we mean, and I'm, I think I'm speaking for us now. You can correct me. It's speaking more, it's more of like a hygiene thing. Like, like if if my girl were to put on an excessive amount of weight and also become disgusting, that would be the big issue. Yeah. You know, that would be the bigger issue. It's like... Stops brushing her teeth. Yeah. If she became so gigantic that it was like a health concern too, like these are things, of course, um, but like I don't want it to seem like we are saying that like people who are overweight are not attractive. No, I, not I don't at all. feel that Julio's way. a saint. He really is. He's so sweet. I, I, for me, it's... Yeah, exactly. It's just sort of the... Uh, from what you what you sort of enter into the relationship as as together, and then if one of you 
changes so dramatically in appearance and hygiene you know what's the cutoff <laughs> that's that's really it yeah so dude like inevitably okay i want to talk more about this then too i'm glad that we're doing a lot of full circle edge here yeah peaking peaking so, is good. so let's talk you know let's assume that francis you're on the decline right let's say that that's the truth and i think that of course there's a way to look at it where that is the truth mm-hmm. um but you know there's other ways to look at these things and one time this guy, this really fucking annoying guy on a plane who was talking my ear off, said something really clever and funny that I was interested in. He goes, he's like, you know, he was like 60 or something. And he was like, the 40s are the old age of youth, but the 50s are the youth of old age. Oh. He's like, and you'd be amazed at how interesting realizing that is. And I was like, huh. And, you know, I, I honestly like, I don't feel that I'm declining at all. And it might be because I'm a little older than you. Maybe I went through that. I don't really remember. But like I've settled into my 30s and I really like them. And yeah. I know maybe whatever, maybe we th- see we think about stuff differently and I'm sure there are things that I'm unhappy about that you're happy about, whatever. But I encourage you to try to have a positive outlook about it because you look great, you're doing great, you're in good health and that should be enjoyed mm. before it's too late. No, I, I appreciate that. I don't know... Um... I just, I just worry that I'm going to get tired. Of what maintaining? No, I just said that I, that it'll be too tiring to keep to keep working out as much as I do, or to be running around or being social. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. I and and well, that's different though. Being social. Oh, you know, just staying young in any way. I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, but that that that's a really good point. I, I yeah. I think the 30s are a great decade. They can I'm, be, right? I'm excited because I've got, I've got a good amount left ahead of me. Plenty of runway. <laughs> well, dude, I'm happy to sit here and be your therapist. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's good to get a good outlook on life. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we recommend, if anybody's looking for a shrink and a modern spin on, you know, sitting in the chair and letting your, th- your thoughts out, uh, you should check out Talkspace. Talkspace, guys. Talkspace. Um, it's a great thing uh, for, you know, working on your mental health. I know that's a big buzzword these days. Self-improvement. Self-improvement and, you know, perspective and helping you kind of live your best and happiest life. I know a lot of people that I've talked to have been kind of reluctant to, uh, you know, seek out therapy or, you know, ah, th- uh, what can I do? But I, I feel like more and more people that I know are becoming open to it. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's much less stigmatized now. And I, I think we do partly have tony soprano to thank for that yeah not true but you know talk space is definitely something that would have helped tony out a lot if he hadn't had dr melfi yeah uh, in his corner <laughs> i mean dude it's great you can speak to a licensed therapist right from your phone tablet or your computer and unlike traditional therapy you can message your therapist anytime via text video or voice about hey you up to your shrink <laughs> you can do it 100 percent secure and stigma free and the way the therapy should be um, you know, we highly recommend that you guys check it out. So to join Talkspace, uh, you can just go to Talkspace.com and you will get $100 off of your first month when you use the promo code oops at sign That's up. a big 100 bucks. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's really good. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com promo code oops. Get in control of your mental health today, baby. Love it. Dude, real quick. And again, I know we keep jumping back to points. I wanted to say this about subtitles. I think it's a big fallacy that subtitles make take you away from watching the video or the movie or whatever or whatever you're watching 
it, the glance down, looking back, it becomes, you forget you're even doing it. Mm. It's superior to watching dubbed shit. Oh, 100%. However, I cannot, I fear that I, I read the subtitles as though they're a ticker. Yeah, right. right. I don't, I, I don't even find that I glance up that much. It's as if I'm reading the script of the movie. Interesting. I mean, and you miss some of the acting. You miss some of the delivery of the lines. Mm-hmm. You miss some of the. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're probably right when it boils down to it. But like, I have never felt like I was missing out by reading subtitles. But to you, kind of alluded to this before. Sometimes there can be spoilers with the subtitles. Yeah, that's like it could true. be like Dora Creeks, and like that was going to be something scary in a scary movie, or like you know right. what I mean, like right, or like a funny punchline. Like honestly, dude, when I'm when I caption clips. I really, it really bothers me when a caption will be have like a, a punchline totally. spoiler alert. Totally. Um. So I don't know. I don't Spot know if that's on. a hot take, hot take or not. All right, I got another. Uh, I got another relationship thing I want to talk to you about. Okay, hit me. Um, what are some nice things, little tiny things, <clears throat> household things or chores or little touches that you do that are nice for Hillary? Huh. Um. Okay, I can think of a couple of things and not not to kind of get to whatever it is being like, oh, well, I'm so great. No, I know because um, I'm sure she does some nice things. She can does, list she any of plenty. those things. Um, okay, well, I'll sometimes I'll get her a coffee. Um, I'll buy myself a water bottle and she would never buy herself one. So I'll buy her one too. Oh, nice. Um, uh, being handed a water bottle is really nice it is nice like a when cold you're like, one. Oh, when you're not expecting it or like she'll even be like can you get me a glass of water and I will have just gone to Trader Joe's and bought like the 50 uh, ounce alkaline waters and be like oh, not only are you getting a glass of water pal <laughs> that's like a little that's like a good example of like a little thing sometimes we'll yeah. leave each other notes we don't do that as much because we tend to like want to keep the notes there and we're embarrassed if people come over and see them. Oh, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I love you so much or whatever. Like, I don't like, don't want people seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does lots of nice stuff for me too. She'll buy lunch for us. She'll whatever. Little stuff. That's great. Yeah. She'll yeah, like, do the laundry. It's funny that you mentioned the, the, the water because that's something that I have now taken on as a, as a almost an obsession is refilling the Brita. Yeah, yeah. We don't. It's not even a Brita. I don't know what who makes the the water filter that we have in the refrigerator, but I am obsessed with keeping it as full as possible. Love it. And my dad does. She that too. will let it run down to the bottom. That's a, like how you know you're becoming like your dad situation. Is it? My dad is constantly filling the filtered water I, situation. It makes me so happy when <laughs> I open the refrigerator to take, you know, to fill my bottle of water, my my hydro flask with a, and I see that the the filter is full, that the yeah. the chamber that holds the water is completely full to the top, because then when you take that full, bo- first of all, you don't feel any guilt about filling your bottle all the way up mm-hmm. and my hydro flask is i think 30 ounces or 24 so it's just like a, a good, big chunk yeah. it's a big chunk um but secondly you you know you just know that the next person to take it doesn't have to fill it either but if but she will in be in a hurry sometimes and she'll take a full one and not replenish mm. but if i even if i take it from full capacity down to like 80 or 75% capacity, I'll replenish then. 
Okay. Yeah. And the thing too, it's like, it's a little bit of a slow burn because it has to go through the filter. Mm-hmm. So like you don't get that immediate gratification. No, it takes has, a while. It takes a second. So you, I imagine there must be a bit of sort of f- having a feel for how much needs to be put in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, the water tastes sweeter when you know you don't have to fill it up again. Yeah. Yeah. As you're pouring it, that pour is more gratifying. You're more excited to drink that water knowing you don't have to take the thing out of the refrigerator, put it next to the sink, you know, pull the hose sink faucet out, fill it up, and then carefully on level bring it back into the refrigerator. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into this. This is a big part of my life these days. I love it, dude. Yeah. But that that is definitely an example of like becoming like your parents. And I dude, I wonder about this. People say you become your parents, right? But I, I'm trying to think of if when people are talking from experience, do they still say it like that? Or will they be like, I'm becoming just like my mom if they're a woman? <laughs> like if they say, I've never heard a girl be like, I'm becoming just like my parents and be like, I'm obsessed with mowing the lawn. You know what I mean? Like the girl uh, is never taking on her dad's quality. Is that just like implied? Um, I don't know. No, I, I bet you that there are some daughters who become a little bit more like their fathers. I'm becoming just like my dad. I, you know, I'm really concerned about tra- the traffic on it Route could be, 9. It could be, you know, it could be uh, paying bills really early or, <laughs> you know, I, I don't even know what are some, I mean, who do you take after more, your dad or your mom? I don't know. I would have to have somebody tell me this because I don't necessarily feel like I'm just like either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but also like the way that they did stuff is different. Like I don't have to balance my checkbook. Yeah. You ever remember one of your parents sitting there balancing their checkbook? I never even understood like, what that meant. <laughs> dude, it's like such a thing we don't any longer really have to do. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Are there ways I take after my dad? Fuck. Well, while you're thinking of that, can I tell you an update from Noah? Oh, sure. For anybody who doesn't know, Noah is uh, Francis's sort of protege slash romantic interest. My Padawan. <laughs> his Padawan. Yeah. His Obi-Wan. Um, so, okay. So Noah is, you know, he's a budding hockey superstar. Um, <laughs> and he hits me up from time to time. He's been writing in since the the inception of the pod. Like he's a, he's an early. Yeah. He might be 16 now. He's getting close. Um, <laughs> anyway. So right now I said, uh, he, he said, uh, Hey Francis, it's been a while. How are you doing? I've seen you have been uploading a lot on the podcast. <laughs> I go, yeah, yo, dude, new episodes, you mean? We do two every week. He said, yeah, are you living in New York still? I'm now living in Boston. I said, how do you like Boston? He said, I love it. It's my favorite place on earth. A lot of, thing, a lot of things have happened. Is he a boarding this, school? No, he's, a lot of things have happened this season. Sorry. Like one of the hockey teams I was on got busted and suspended, and they have a junior team. Then I was offered. Was he on the Trashers? I was offered a spot (laughs) on an elite team in Connecticut. We are heading to New Jersey right now. Oh, cool! I said, "Why were? Why was the team suspended?" He goes, "Oh, geez, it's insane. There was a lot, (laughs) like sixteen players living in a trap house in Quincy by themselves, and a ton of things. It was crazy. It's still happening." 
I said, I need more intel. This is amazing. (laughs) And he goes, for two weeks, we were living in a hotel before this with crack addicts walking into everyone's rooms. There was one bathroom for 16 players in one apartment. There's been like many more issues there. And USA Hockey is suspending them. And they are playing unsanctioned games and violating many rules. Then he sent me three separate (laughs) videos of of evidence of tours (laughs) he did he gave me a tour of his living conditions and let me just show you one man i mean this is nuts it's it's like a hotel room basically that has like eight bunk beds in it Jeez, this is like a foster home it it really is in the in in the sense that like it's not a good one no it's really really not good and <laughs> all these guys are in there. Oh my god! Just looking dude. super unhappy. That's how, what ter- what a terrible situation. And I go, dear God, man, that is terrible. And he goes, yeah, they kept people's money too. <laughs> oh my God, no, you picked the wrong sport, dude. Look at this bathroom. That that's the one bathroom that sixteen oh sixteen god, year olds had dude. to share. Dude, the, you the sixteen and under Barcelona team isn't fucking living like no. that, dude. I mean, and then this is a. This is the basement laundry situation. He really gave me a full tour. Walks outside, you know, you see what the house is like. I mean, poor Noah. I I would tell him he could come live with me. I just think it would raise a lot of eyebrows. Is Noah not going to school? I don't know. Like, what are these kids? One of these junior hockey players, you know. So they they go to school online and play hockey. They're just in. It's just I don't even know, man. (laughs) Ryan, you were a hockey player. No. Why did I think that? I think I hoped that. Ryan no, Ryan was wasn't a hockey, a hockey player. Never no. mind. Poor Noah, though. That was the that was, Noah was the first person, the first clip that I saw about the podcast. So. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, people ask about Noah a lot. Well, it turns out he's his living conditions aren't that great. I wonder if there's some scenario where <laughs> turns out Noah's not doing so hot. <laughs> we have like a family in in Boston that's you know likes the podcast and would be willing to sponsor him as a homestay. You know, I, think, great. I think that'd be great. We could maybe try to set that up. I don't know. We'll see. Find Noah home. Yeah, find Noah home. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, he's got uh, his pet mini pig back home. Impossible Whopper. <laughs> growing every day. <laughs> I'm sure he misses Impossible Whopper deeply. Yeah, I don't think Impossible Whopper would survive very long in the trap house, dude. No, they'd eat it. <laughs> Turn it into mini bacon. Oh, that's good. Dude, so I have another update. Good. Um, and this is the the final update from our buddy uh, Boston Bro Job Bob. Oh, he's back. He's back. This is an episode of some heavy hitters. His last his last uh, email was controversial. Was it? People were kind of like, dude, this this seems like pretty far fetched. But oh. we're gonna give Bob. I mean, we're gonna give Bob the benefit of the doubt. Did he lose credibility? Wow, not widespread, but there uh-huh. were people kind of questioning. So this is hopefully we'll round that out for everybody. Okay, Bob's our boy. Uh, we we enjoy his updates. So I guess this can be maybe our final final thing of the episode. Uh, here we go. Hi guys. Insert how much I love and appreciate you guys. I wanted to reach out because I just resolved my last issue. So after listening to the pod, so. Pause for a second. Do we need to fill people in on Bob? Yeah, give him a little. Really, give him a thirty. Really second. quickly, Bob met, uh, reconnected with some guy from high school. Bob is gay. Bob is gay. He had some gaydar vibes, being like, "I think this guy maybe wants to hook up," but he has a girlfriend. They ended up experimenting a bit. The guy ended up leaving his girlfriend. Then they ended up hooking up for a while. Then the straight guy turned gay guy. 
uh, told a bunch of his friends about Bob who were like curious and they all started hitting Bob up for, you know, the treatment yeah. that Bob had been providing. Oh, you know, guys who identify as straight. And Bob then decided to participate a bit in that. And that's what people thought was far-fetched. People thought that the volume of takers of Bob's services in this, quote, straight group of friends. The taker. They thought that that people were surprised by that. Okay. So let's just assume Bob's got the magic touch Uh uh, and he's offering something that can't be be, uh, ignored. Duplicated. So anyway, so here's the final update. Uh, so after listening to the pod, I proceeded to not listen and capital and not capitalize on those quote straight guys. Mm. Uh, sorry, sorry, that was confusing. After listening to the pod, I proceeded to not listen and capitalize on those oh, you did. straight guys. Oh, good, good, good. So it sounded like Bob went for it uh, because some of these guys were offering a little bit of money for Bob's services. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. quite a story, dude. My only requirement was a safety precaution. Um, that I thought of by Francis' request. I asked all these guys to meet me in a public place first so we could uh, go somewhere else to do the deed slash bro job. Mm-hmm. Uh, grab a drink, get food, go on a walk. It didn't matter as long as I saw the guy in daylight in front of other people. Uh, they'd pay me before leaving the public place if everything seems natural. I decided to do this because the last thing I wanted to do was get myself in a situation where I hate the guy, but I still have to blow him. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Admittedly, I doubt I'll ever do anything this crazy again, but why not make 2,500 bucks? Yes. That's the total I got. All of the meetings went well, but two of the five guys decided, uh, that they didn't like guys after the evening. The other three guys actually told me that they might start giving guys chances here and there, joining my old friend, uh, and going on a sexuality journey of figuring out where they land on the spectrum. Hmm. Uh, to go into small detail, because I'm sorry, I'm not going to talk about the hookups. They were all fine. I don't want to talk about their size or any other XXX details because that's a little too much. Uh, they all were attractive and c- clearly straight. I don't know how clear that is, but you know, I guess sexuality is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's my input there, whatever. Uh, they all uh, were extremely nervous, so much so that they all asked me the same questions. How do I know I like guys? Does it really feel better? And the best one, in my opinion, how do you know if you're a top or a bottom? Uh, with two of the guys, I've gone on a second quote date, if you can even call it that, because it was more of a full hookup. After li- living my dreams of being a high class escort, I've decided to distance myself from this friend group and my old friend now. They're the definition of newbies that are too excited. They want to do something sexual all the time. And be honest, I just wanted the story for Oops the Podcast. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Bob. Glad you made some cash. Uh, plus, I don't think having sex with the majority of a friend group will open doors for a relationship to me in the future. I may leave Boston soon also. The city definitely has a good gay scene, but the amount of DL guys, aka guys like these, is a little high. I'm out and proud now. So even though the gays have their own problems, I prefer a more gay area. That's my story, guys. I did it for the pod, LOL, and I don't regret it at all. I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed paying my rent and bills last month with the money. Hope to see you guys live uh, now that you're touring more. Sad Miss Francis when we came to Mass. Much love, retired. Boston bro job Bob. Wow. End of an era. Sayonara, buddy. End Greener of an era. Greener pastures. Dude, what a funny moment. Bob puts on his cowboy hat and turns around and walks into the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, takes his lips off and puts them on the shelf. And he's like, he's like That's uh, it I'm not going to need those anymore. Uh, so, dude, my question is maybe like, to his point, like maybe he just infiltrated sort of like this DL group of guys. 
who are like, maybe there's more there. Maybe these guys have like been experimenting more. I mean, the story doesn't seem that far fetched to me, to be honest. And look, I, I'm happy to just take it at face value. Me too. I'm happy to let this live as a truth in my my head. I mean, absolutely, especially for a podcast where we receive a lot of the and you know we I specifically have kind of been gullible and fallen for the dead cat in a briefcase story that we've all heard or like mm-hmm. this is a pretty original, nuanced, unique sounding story to me. What was that dead cat in a briefcase story? Something like this guy, uh, her cat, she was cat sitting and the cat died and she had to bring it to the vet to get rid of it and somebody stole her bag. That was a fake story? We've gotten that same story like two or three times. I think oh, we God. read it once, but we've gotten the same story two or three more times. You've once read the uh, waking up in a bathtub in yeah, a hotel room fake. with the organs. I know that one's fake. Yeah. I fell yeah. for that one because yeah. that was the first time I'd heard it. We fell for that one. That one made the pod. That one made yeah. the pod. Um, yeah, and better. the <laughs> but dude, we've been pretty good about uh, sorting through those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think Bob, you know, good luck out there, man. I love the fact that Bob is, you know, too dignified to give us the gory details of his hookups and yet he's willing to divulge that he effectively dipped a toe in prostitution I, listen, do you know what i mean no, no yeah totally totally <laughs> like i received payment for sexual favors but dude like you said but i'm not gonna give you the details <laughs> sugar baby culture there's a there's become a gray area of sort of like goods for services sexual shit mm-hmm, you know what i mean mm-hmm. we're in an era now where we are no longer sort of shaming sex workers and uh I feel him on that. You know what I mean? That's why he gets paid the big bucks, dude. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. a high class. <laughs> the big bucks. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. That's $500 a man. He's you know, a that is solid. That, that's that got to be pretty solid. I, he's classy. I, I would think that that's, that's up there. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder how, the, what the breakdown is of the money. If it was like 500 but per guy. To his point, you know, he leaves Boston. I would think the Boston market's not that high, but if he, if he takes his talents to, to Vegas or, Maybe New York. I don't know. I guess I, I have no idea. I feel like yeah, maybe he could he could find a better value for his his time. Well, yeah, it sounds it sounds like maybe he yeah. But dude, you wonder you wonder if like those big paydays start calling his name. That's again. That's what I'm saying. I, I think this is a Brett Favre situation. I don't think he's <laughs> fully retired. I you think I think he might sign a one year deal in yeah, a small it's market. Like all right, Boston bro job, Bob. How many times can you give that tearful press conference and then come back out of retirement before we just say? You know, I don't believe you anymore. <laughs> well, uh, Bob, not that we're encouraging you, but if this happened to be your black album where you said you were retiring and then were to put out five more albums the way Jay-Z did, we would not be angry at you. Yeah. Uh, but do what you got to do. And we wish you the best. Yeah. And that's Oops the Podcast, everybody. Thank Oops you so podcast. much for, for joining us. Thank you, everybody who bought tickets to our live shows. We're super psyched about those. Yes, exactly. December 7th, City Winery. Uh, December 1st, City Winery. Presented by our one of our favorite brands, Stuart Spiked. That's it. Um, uh, that's going to be great. We will uh, see you guys next week. Send any thoughts or stories to Oops the Podcast at gmail.com. We love you. We'll see you on Thursday. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. We're going to start putting out some other videos um, besides just podcast clips. Uh, So check that out and subscribe if you haven't. Also, uh, my New York Comedy Festival show, November 9th. Still a couple of tickets available to that if you want to come. It's going to be really cool. Check out the link in my bio. And that's it.